Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's podcast on the Christian Women in Business podcast show. I hope you are well wherever you are listening in the world. We've got some um, awesome things happening in the world of Christian Women in Business. Um, So if you haven't already done so, go and check out our brand new digital magazine that can be delivered right to your inbox. This is to help encourage, inspire and strengthen you in your business through words. We've got some amazing articles in there, some awesome facts, um, and it's just full of God, holy, awesomely goodness um, to help you in your business. So head over to the website and sign up for that if you haven't already done so. And uh, we also have our early bird tickets available for our first Christian Women in Business Community Conference and we've also partnered with the Deborah Conference um, to give you a business conference combo special. So the Deborah Conference will be held on the 11th of November 2017 in Brisbane and the Christian Women in Business Community Conference 2018 will be held on Saturday the 17th of February on the Gold Coast. So if you want to get your hands on this awesome combo special and get yourself all up to date with the latest business trends um, and to meet some awesome people head over to our website find our events page and you'll find the combo under that so lots of things happening we're super excited we can't wait to get awesome christian women in business all in the room all at the same time it's going to be absolutely epic and we're going to have worship and yeah really looking forward to it and Um, I know Marie at the Deborah conference have got some awesome things ready for uh, people who are thinking about writing books or authors and she's going to be encouraging Christian women in business um, over in Brisbane too. So conferences not to be missed out on. Now today I am interviewing uh, for you a beautiful lady who is in our community. She's been in our community from almost the start I think. Or are you a foundation member? No. No, no. No? No. But it was really, really close. Yeah. It was really early. And I am so glad that God blessed us with Sharon. So Sharon uh, lives up in Brisbane and we have formed a real heartfelt God relationship. She's so beautiful. She's got such an awesome heart great at what she does so I'm going to give a little bit of a bio and then I'll let Sharon share her story. So Sharon is a furniture painter and restorer who loves to upcycle and repurpose old neglected pieces and bring them back to life again. Her blog was created for 30 
DIYers, sorry, thrifty DIYers and home renovators to encourage them to make transformations in their own homes, which is awesome, with educational tutorials, tips and inspirational makeovers. Sharon is also a mother of four teens, God bless her soul, and a wife to a busy self-employed audio video guy, Marty, which is also just as um, beautiful as she is. So welcome to the show, Sharon. Woohoo! Wow, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now you found us through this podcast. I sure did. I was just thinking about that as you were saying all of that. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm actually on a podcast. And it was only, I don't know how many months ago. When did you even come out with your very first podcast? Oh, geez, I think it was like March. Yeah. So, Maybe. and I think yeah. I came across it either by Facebook or Instagram. I heard of this podcast. So I jumped on and I listened to your very first show and you were chatting with some of the other foundation members. And I remember literally wanting to jump through my phone that I was listening to it. I'm going, oh my goodness, I found my tribe. I found my peeps because um, yeah, I've been a part of a lot of business communities even women in business, but to have something with Christian women in business who actually get you in a whole nother level was just amazing. So I'm so thankful for what you're doing. And um, yeah, it's great. So great to be on the show. And it's so great that, you know, now, you know, a few months ago, you were just listening and you're such an active member in the community. And what you do is actually really awesome. And I don't know if envious is the right word, but I wish I had more time to do what you do. <laughs> because, <laughs> <minutes> to <laughs> oh, it's so like, it's just like the best thing to do ever. You don't have to think about anything else. You can just enjoy. It's very therapeutic. Yeah, seriously. So take us through your story. Like how did this whole thing come about? Well, it was probably about six or seven years ago and I, I have an auntie who does a similar thing and she was painting furniture in shabby chic style and I had this pair of bedside tables in the guest room that were just a yucky shade of blue that I didn't like. I'd picked them up at an op shop and I thought, you know what, I could probably paint those similar to the way my auntie was painting and selling things. So I did that. And I liked it so much, the outcome, and it was just so satisfying to take this old drab pair of bedside tables and make them all beautiful again. I painted them white, distressed them a little bit, made them all, gave them little crystal knobs. And um, so I got so excited that I'm like, oh, my goodness, I love doing this. So then I'm, like, looking through the house for other wood <laughs> pieces to paint. And it's like my husband had to go, shut your doors, kids. Your mother's looking for furniture to paint. You know, like... <laughs> It was seriously, I was looking at every garage sale, every uh, op shop, you know, to find those pieces that I could recycle because then I got a satisfaction about making them new again. And um, so since then it's kind of grown from the hobby of doing it to actually a business where I, you know, now am an online retailer for two different paint lines and other DIY products and I've grown my, I've a blogger. I blog about my makeovers and do tutorials and that kind of thing. So, you know, my blog's grown to a few thousand subscribers, a YouTube channel, Facebook page, and, all, and a bunch of other social platforms to where I've been able to, you know, reach a larger number of people and just encouraging other people, you know, to take those pieces that are old and neglected um, and bring them into that uh, place of honour in your home again. Actually, can I tell you that I had this surreal moment when I was, I'd probably been doing furniture painting for, uh, hmm, I don't know if it was even a year or 18 months. 
But I had this moment when I'm driving to our local recycling centre, which if you don't have one near you, I literally, <laughs> I literally have one down the road from our house. Like not even one minute to drive there. So the recycle centre, it's the, it's the local tip shop, you know, and they have a bunch of stuff there, furniture, you know, really, really, really cheap, cheaper than, than the op shop. So I'm driving along to the recycle centre and it, I just started to think about what I was doing and how I was, you know, taking these pieces of furniture that people have literally kicked to the curb and they've discarded them and they're at the dump. And here I was taking these pieces, stripping them back, painting them and making them beautiful again, ready for a place of honour in someone's home. And then I really believe right at that moment, God spoke to my heart and he says, Sharon, that's what I want to do with people. Whoa. I'm like, boom. Goosebumps. Drop the mic. I'm just like, my goodness. And, you know, like so many people I kicked to the curb, even you know, they've got no hope, they're ready to give up. And some people are even hurt or feel kicked out of churches, you know, and that's really sad too. But I, I know that God was showing me that in the same way that I was restoring these unwanted pieces of furniture, he wanted to restore each and every person that he has created, no matter where they've been or what they've done. And that if we'll allow him to, he'll strip back those layers of hurt, unforgiveness, abuse, lack. And, you know, because he just sees enormous potential in each one of us. And I really felt like he just wants to restore people, fully restored, so that we as Christians can be brought back to a place of honour in his house and bring glory to him, living out his ultimate and beautiful plan for our lives. And so, you know, and what was amazing, Sarah Jane, when I'm doing this, as, you know, as I got that revelation, I keep doing my furniture. And so in the pursuing months, the amazing thing was that as I continue to do the furniture, I have been able to help people, women, and seeing just so many relationships restored that people would bring across my path. You know, people picking up the pieces of their lives because I've just taken the time to listen to them and encourage them and show them that there's hope, you know. So that's pretty much the, the, where I started and how God showed me that, you know, revelation of him. What a revelation. I know. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Wow. That's so, like, deep and refreshing as well like and to represent that through furniture yeah it's yeah, totally it's, you know you're sanding so back cool. those old layers of paint and just the way you're just like getting back to the raw you know anyway we could get deeper but we won't <laughs> we could get deep <laughs> that's awesome and it, you know sue i know we're saying we could go deep and i am i'm gonna go deeper you know, the one of the biggest things I've found in business is that's exactly what happens. Like, you step out into the world with your, your dream and your vision of what God's given you and in within the first year or so, God's like, okay, so we need to get rid of this, we need to work out this, we need to do this, and you literally do feel stripped bare. And, you know you've gone through hard times, you've gone through testing times, you've gone through growth times, you might not have gone through growth times, all of that combinated does make you feel like you've been hit with a sander across the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, you That's know, right. you're thinking, okay, well, surely it's got to go up from here. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
party it up. And then, yeah, then he moves on to the partying up stage of going, okay, well, we've got the foundation set now. Yeah. Now let's exactly. start like tweaking things and filling up these holes yeah. with goodness. And and then, yeah. you know, next to your varnish, right. is it varnishing next? Do you put it in the varnish? Yeah, you could be varnishing or you could be painting yeah. a beautiful colour, you know, like, you know, just making it beautiful again and... Yeah, even in a in a um, non-spiritual sense, I look at pieces of furniture and feel like this sounds weird, but I feel like well, it's speaking to me about what color it wants to be, or it, <laughs> or it's what style it needs to be, and that kind of thing. I just kind of you know, people ask me what color, how do you decide colors? I don't know. I just kind of sit there and look at it and think, okay, what does it need to be? But yeah, that's cool. And God's yeah. doing that with you. He's going. What colour do I you know. need to be? He is. Yeah. With each of us. Okay. Exactly. Putting on those putting on those beautiful bits again. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So now we've gone all deep and serious, and I'm sure some of you are sat there going, These crazy ladies. We yeah. are gonna move on to five tips on your craft. So if someone was thinking about starting an upcycle business or mm -hmm. anything in the creative scene what kind of five tips can you pass on to them to help them out okay uh so the first one i thought of was just learn as much as you can about your diy or your craft idea like uh, you know via tutorials in whatever learning style is best for you for me it was watching youtube tutorials and i just kept watching more and more until i got it right um you know if one didn't explain it well i'd move on to another one or reading blog posts and that kind of thing so just learn as much as you can about your craft um, before you then go on especially and be a blogger and share it with others here's how you do it you know you have to kind of know exactly what you're doing so that's the first one yeah it's kind of like master your craft yeah um, the second one was experiment and try all different types of paint products. If you're upcycling furniture, for example, like I'm doing, there's just so many different paints out on the market. You know, do your research, find out what you like to use and what you're confident is going to showcase your best work. So, you know, whether it's chalk paint or milk paint or fusion mineral paint, which are some of the products that I sell, you've got to just really look at what's out there and try stuff for yourself. So experiment trial types of paint products. Number three, I've got find your unique style. So just like we all tend to lean towards certain tastes in our home decor and interior styling, um, you learn to find that place in your upcycling that will be uniquely you. So you don't have to copy or compare yourself to someone else and how they paint furniture. And in fact, the more niche you go with your style the more you'll find people you know those exact customers that are attracted to your particular style of painted pieces and you pro probably in the long run will sell more that way because people go oh that's the girl who paints like this or whatever so I've got for example I've got a friend who loves to paint retro mm. furniture and she uses bold retro colors and geometric lines and um, whereas I lean more towards industrial farmhouse style using old sign stencils and distressed milk painting vintage colors and things like that so you just find your unique style and because, you know, with anything, if you love it, it will show in your work, in your craft. So uh, number four is kind of a businessy tip. If you're really serious about doing DIY as a business, you really need to research and brainstorm ideas that you can incorporate into your DIY business to earn revenue in a few different areas. So whether that means starting a blog to go alongside your craft or DIY idea and 
monetizing your blog, um, or you could be starting a YouTube channel and monetizing that, or you might want to sell a product that fits with your brand and your craft, like the paint lines that I'm doing as well. So just thinking about those other areas that you might be able to add as little income revenue things yeah. to add to your business. Mm, that's good. And number five was really important. Connect with your peers in that industry. So whether it's via Facebook groups, because in your DIY craft, I know in my furniture painting, there are so many, you know, painting groups that are specifically for painting furniture that you can be a part of and share information. Or it could be a group that's formed because you sell the same products. But these relationships within groups, it's like community. You know, they're vital to your business. You're swapping knowledge. You're finding out what other people do and you're sharing your knowledge with them. So it is really good to have those relationships because it's really good for support when you get stuck or have a problem with a type of paint or a type of technique you're using. You know, because as... As Christians, we were made for relationships. So I think it's really important to, in that point, when you're connecting, is not to be competitive, to really get to know those people around you in your niche and be a help to those ones who are starting out uh, and also to encourage your peers and colleagues because I think that's really important. So just that connection community with your peers, don't be competitive. I hope that's five. Yeah, that is five. Could be even more if you stick them up. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. So we've got number one, um, learn as much as you can about um, your DIY that you want to do and kind of the creative space that um, you want to have and master your craft. Um, so if you're thinking about becoming an expert um, in your craft or whatever it might be that it is that you're being creative with, just really, really know know your stuff so then when you're going to teach others you you, you do know your stuff <laughs> number two um experiment with different paints and products and do research with them to find out what works with your style and what it is that you're trying to kind of diy number three find your own unique style and kind of be creative with who God has made you and how he's made you and what styles you like because that will then draw the clients that like that kind of thing as well which is a perfect mix you know God has made you unique you don't need to copy anyone else you know he's given be confident and feel secure in what he has given you Number four, creating the business structure behind your DIY and income stream. So be thinking about and researching how you can make multiple income streams from your DIY space, which could be affiliate marketing, it could be making money from your YouTube videos and monetizing them, and just be thinking of different ways that you can kind of support the business or even yeah. an e-commerce shop because basically without money, you don't That's have a right. business. <laughs> well, you can't do it for very <laughs> long. Right. And then number five, connect with peers in your industry and build relationships and find communities that kind of do your thing. So you can be asking them questions and advice, but don't go in there with a competitive mindset. Go in there with a how can I learn kind of mindset. Yeah, I think we got them all. That was it. It's good. It's good. That's good. We did good. Good recap. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So thanks for sharing those. Obviously, as you've shared, you know, God is um, a big point in your business. How do you incorporate God into your business on a, on a day-to-day basis or on a weekly basis that works for you? Yeah. Um, so 
I constantly talk to him. God's, you know, always there in my life, you know, constantly talking to him about my kids, my business, our marriage, um, all of those kind of things. And, you know, sometimes I can get it and we can as Christians get a little bit uh, down on ourselves or if we don't read our word that morning and we've missed it, our devotion, whatever, and condemning ourselves. I think that's the word I'm looking for. But I think it's really important to just, if you're aware of that, just just go on, just move on and go read his word and go and talk to him. And, and God is just there constantly with me in my business. So for in my business, there's several aspects to it, whether I'm working on social media posts or doing my bookkeeping. But when I actually get to do what I love, which was my whole reason I started in the first place is because I was like, oh my goodness, I love doing this painting furniture stuff. When I, that you know, and that is that I'm painting a piece of furniture and seeing it come to life as this brand new creation, then that is where I find myself having conversations with my creator as I create. And I think that's awesome because I'm <laughs> painting a piece. And like you said before, you don't have to think about it. It feels actually quite therapeutic to me as I'm painting. I don't quite so much like the sanding and the prep work, but once that's yeah. over and I get to paint and I'm in that space, I'm just like, oh, and I'll either put on some worship music or you know, just chat to God about whatever. Yeah, So, but another area which I'd love to share with you that I love to see God at work is actually doing some of my workshops. So uh, I hold workshops probably about once a month and it's usually like on a Saturday morning and I'll have a few ladies, you know, a group of up to six to eight people. Other times it can just be like a one-on-one and I teach them how to paint furniture or we might do a project-based workshop, something like that. So in these little small groups, uh, they it's a great place to chat and get to know other people. And but the number of times that we've had a morning tea break and just be sitting around the table chatting and the conversations, you know, they'll start to turn to deeper things. And it's like little bits of the Holy Spirit just start showering down like a little light drizzle in the middle of our conversation. And it's just awesome because... You know, and and another Uh key thing is my mum, right? I just have to tell you about my mum. She's an amazing lady. She's actually one of my heroes in the Christian faith. She's a prayer. She's a prayer and she's always praying for us, for our kids, her grandkids. Anyway, so she often comes to help me at these workshops. So to cut a long story short, she was diagnosed with a GBM brain tumour about 21 months ago. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, almost going on two years. It will be two years in December because it was over that Christmas period a couple of years ago that she was diagnosed. And so uh, after going like immediately to prayer with our family, because mum and dad are real pillars in the faith and there's five of us siblings, we're all married and among us have 20 grandchildren. Mum and dad have 20 grandchildren. <laughs> not too so many. We, no, no, not too many. But um, our siblings all got together and just were praying. But after that, the surgeons, they debulked the tumour and then prescribed a course of treatment involving radiation and chemo. And one of the things that we also felt prompted to do was to send her to a naturopath who radically changed her diet and boosted her immune system through a course of you know natural vitamins and minerals. So the story is that her last three MRIs have shown no active cancer cells in her brain. So we are like claiming a miracle from God because they basically said, we can just debulk it and we can do this, but really we can't give you any hope. 
So when you have had something like that happen to you, really, who's going to shut up about it? So my mum comes <laughs> along to my workshop, right? And so she is awesome. And, you know, when, if, if it comes up in conversation, and I don't mind it at all, it's, it's like, it's so good. So when she's helping out at a workshop, you know that God's going to be there. So this one time, as we're having morning tea, one of the workshop ladies mentions that her husband had passed away a few years ago. And if you might have guessed, he had multiple brain tumours. Well, in that situation, you'd think that it could be a little awkward because here's yeah. mum who's been healed of this, but yet this lady's husband hadn't, you know. Mum, she's just so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and she just begins to open up and share her story because this lady didn't know that my mum had been diagnosed with brain tumour. And this is just more recently, so it's after she'd had the good results and everything. So, you know, mum's just started to open up and share about her experience of just drawing closer to God through her whole ordeal and how God showed her that what mattered most was her relationship with him. And, it, you know, mum would always, she always tells this story, I just felt like God saying, it's just about you and me. Don't look at all the stuff around you. Wow. Don't worry about whether you'll be healed or not. It's just about our relationship that's most important. Anyway, so... Telling some of this stuff to these unsaved people who are just, you know, there was probably about three or workshop ladies at that one. Mm. And this lady has tears and she's so impacted by my mum's words that she just, you know, she brought it up again when she left the workshop saying, please thank your mum so much. She's an amazing lady. And that just really impacted me this morning. And oh my goodness, there's stuff like that in another morning, a totally different group, but one of the ladies had been to about three of my previous workshops by this stage. So, and I don't even remember what the conversation was about at this mentee, but they always seem to go deep because, and this lady picked up on it because it was probably about marriage and relationships and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, another bunch of unsaved ladies chatting over morning tea and this lady pipes up after the conversation, you know, we get up to go finish off our painting painting our pieces and she says what is it with your workshops every time we seem to get into these deep conversations and she's wiping tears away from her eyes like she was literally <laughs> tearing up over whatever it was we were talking about I mean you know and that's an example of how if, you know and it doesn't matter what business that you're in if you're in business if you look for the opportunities for God to use you and if you ask him for opportunities then they are there they're going to be there so yeah yeah. And all you have to do is provide the workshop. Like yeah. You're the human that just provides the thing. Yeah, the opportunity. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, God will, God will work the rest. That's so awesome. Thanks for sharing yeah. those stories. Yeah. It's awesome. God works in the most wonderful ways. Um, so at the minute, what is your Bible verse for this season and why? Okay, so my Bible verse for this season actually just cropped up at the beginning of this week. So I was actually doing, um, I had a situation, it was more like a family situation or a personal situation that I started to really worry about and be concerned about and I'm praying about and my mind, I don't know if you've ever had this, where your mind just starts to wander about worst case scenarios when, you, when you're just <laughs> in these situations. So this verse came up about three times in one day. And so that's when you kind of say, okay, God must be trying to say something here. So hello, alert, little red flag. Um, yeah, so the verse is Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, fix your thoughts on what is true 
honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And so even though that was for more like a personal situation or circumstance, I just felt like, you know, I can carry that on through to my business because so many times in our business, we our minds start to go wandering on worst yeah. case scenarios in our business. Um, whether it's those haters on social media who give you a hard time or have just mentioned one negative feedback on a blog post and you just, <laughs> that one negative outweighs all of the other positives just for that moment. And you just go, Isn't it true? And I'm going, okay, so we need to fix our yeah. thoughts on what is true. Is that what they said true? Is it true? No. Is it honourable and right? Is it pure and lovely and admirable? What are these things that we're thinking about when we're running our business day to day? And are they excellent and worthy of praise? If if they're all those things, then think about them. If they're not, Seriously. throw them in the bin, <laughs> toss them out. <laughs> so that's my first for this season. Use it for both your personal and your business life. And that's it. <laughs> Get those good thoughts happening. Exactly. Fill your mind with goodness. Because yeah. it is. It's just so true. You yeah. know, you'll have the best week ever. You would have grown in your business or whatever it is. Yeah. And then it just just take that one thing and you completely off track and it's the end of the world. Exactly. And God's just completely fully on blessed your week and you've just had one little thing and it's always that one thing that takes your attention. So yeah. that's a great verse to kind of go, no, 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 step back. <laughs> exactly. Focus on all these awesome things. So where can our listeners find you, lovely? Uh, over on my blog, so it's just irestorestuff.com and mostly I hang out on Facebook at irestorestuff, so all of my social media handles are just irestorestuff. If you go on any Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest and YouTube, so on my YouTube channel I teach DIY tutorials and things like that, so those are the main places that I hang out. I'd love to see you there. <laughs> that's cool awesome so if you are thinking about either starting a DIY kind of business Sharon does offer mentoring um, or if you just want to do it for the pure passion and learn how to upcycle furniture feel free to go and look on Sharon's site and on our YouTube channel and have a read through and look through she's got some awesome content she's very lucky because her husband is a video guy so <laughs> all of Sharon's videos rock. Like, Well, actually, I must correct you because not all of them rock because some of them I did. <laughs> so, but it's quite obvious which ones I did and which ones were done by my husband. So you'll be able to tell. <laughs> that's cool. Actually, I had another off-the-cuff question for you. And that's yeah, sure because will. so you run your, your own business and then Marty Hone runs his self-employed business how do you guys get on and like make that work because I understand some couples are like man it's just hard when one of us has got a business and the other one's working like yeah. how do you guys manage your I guess your day-to-day -day lives and like do you feel pressure yeah. because you're both self-employed or how does that work well I've always sort of been it's mainly been Marty's been the main breadwinner in our family and as I've raised the kids when they were growing up I sort of I didn't really go back into the workforce until my youngest one was in prep but by in saying that I still worked part-time in our own business which is Marty's business the M3 Media is his um, audio video production uh, business so 
I would do the bookkeeping and, and all of that kind of thing. Um, so it's always kind of been there, that business. And with his line of work, he's away every now and then and there's, you know, you have to kind of juggle that whole scenario. I mean, I grew up in a family where my dad had a nine-to-five job. He went to work in the morning, he came home at night, watched the news, had dinner with the family, da da So, you know, it was like God would just threw me <laughs> into the... I was like, oh, my goodness, when I married Marty and this sound engineering, you know, it's like weekends and away this week, home that week, and it's just crazy hours. And then having to deal with running your own business where you're not sure exactly of income coming in, you know, from one month to the next. But thankfully, you know, it's been a really good learning curve in faith and trust in God to um, to just really trust him for your finances and trust him that, those clients will pay and that you will get jobs in and that kind of thing. So when I started doing my hobby and turning it into a business, um, I think it just evolved. And so we both tend to manage it as far as I do my businessy things and he does his, but it's really interesting the way that we do merge our businesses just in the last year as social media has really taken off in the area of video and, you know, for marketing purposes for business video is king, you know, because everyone, video content is high up there in the algorithms of Facebook and that kind of thing. So um, Marty likes to stay up on top of those things as well. So he often uses me and my business as a little bit of a guinea pig to um, (laughs) practice his things like, you know, his broadcasting equipment via Facebook Lives and all of these kind of things. So um, actually, I've had quite a few really good opportunities to do uh, Facebook Lives as a guest DIYer on one of North America's USA's biggest, actually it's probably the biggest in the world, uh, a DIY network called Home Talk, and um, got opportunities to uh, be a Facebook Live person who just shows a whole DIY project. And so Marty was doing those for me, and they didn't even Home Talk didn't have people. They just had their people using their phone cameras, and so then Marty uses a two camera shoot, and so then Home Talk's calling or messaging me saying how are you doing those lives? They look really professional. They look really good. I'm like, oh my goodness, Marty, you probably need to talk to these people because I have no idea what you're doing. (laughs) So it's interesting the way that our businesses both uh, complement each other, I would say, you know, and there's so many, and we, we, because we have that social media connection and the media connection within both of our businesses, we often really enjoy chats about those different mediums and, oh, what's happening on Facebook live? They've brought out this new, this or that and the other. And so it is. It's a really, it's a really good combo. So yeah, hope that answers. It does it. answer my question, and it's good because it's you know if other people are out there thinking, or oh, they're doing it, and mm. you know they just need another couple to relate to, you guys kind of are. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. make and it it's work. And it's good to find and just yeah. So to ask, um, ask, ask yourselves what are those areas that I that we can connect on, and really encourage you to tap into those. Yeah. areas that you yeah can connect hmm. and always keep the communication open hmm? that's right exactly. <laughs> exactly marriage and business is an ever-ending communication yeah. portal it is that's even good. marriage in itself you know just communicate <laughs> be yeah, open that's with right. each other <laughs> that's good cool well thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show beautiful 
That's been lovely too. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I just feel, like I said in the beginning, I was like, oh, wow, I, this is my, you know, my connection with Christian Women in Business was the podcast show. So I'm so excited that I had had the opportunity to be on your show. So thank you so much. That's okay. Cool. Awesome. It's good all around. We love it. Love, love, love it. And um, if you feel blessed by this show, we would love you to go into iTunes and rate it for us. Um, yeah, just we're giving you some awesome content. So we would love your love in return. Share it with your friends. Get the word out there. We'd just love to bless more businesses. So I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll catch you next week. Bye for now. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.